I promise you the scariest shit about getting older, is, for me at least, has been like the memory shit, right? Dogs, losing your fucking remote control should not send you into a tailspin. But dog, I'm telling you, it'll be like I have the key in my hand and I'm looking for the key. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that is is that a part of getting older? Is that a part of smoking too much weed? I don't know. But I promise you, this like to me the best laughs that I have are the ones that I have by myself because I've either done something stupid or I can't remember something or just yeah, I have the best laughs by myself. Mm-mm-mm. Well, kids, you've asked for it, and look at God providing. It's an all-new episode of A Seat at the Table podcast. Wow! Listen, it has been so, so, so long. People have gotten married and divorced and gotten back together again. People have dissed each other people it's been just so many things happening since we've been gone from each other's lives wow look at that well first of all what the fuck's going on with you oh listen it feels like this year feels like the longest day ever but the days are flying in almost a very scary kind of way like, I don't know if maybe because I was younger, were the days longer? Are the days longer when you're younger? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it could be. Like the days just could be longer just because you are older. So it's another rainy day here in New York City. I'm not even going to front for the cameras for you guys. It has rained so much in this city. It's actually wild. This is going to be our seventh weekend in a row where we have gotten rain on either both days or at least one of the days. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I am one of those people that I love the rain. I love any excuse to just hunker down, be in the house, find something really good to watch or to listen to, and um, just snuggle with, with my little boo. And, and yes, uh, for all you that have been asking, Stevie G is doing amazing. Um, she's a boss. She's Jackie Christie. Her name is Jackie Christie and she's a boss. Okay. <laughs> she is. <sighs> I don't know how, like, I don't know. For me, one of the dominant feelings after I immediately gave birth, because people make it sound like such a fantasy, like, oh my God, I just, I fell in love immediately after. And it was so much, it was so beautiful. It, oh, we've had this talk. Have we had this talk? Let's pull over really quick. Let us just pull on over real quick so we can have a quick discussion about this. So here's the thing, right? 
everyone would love to believe that when they give birth, that it is an instantaneous, we fall in love and everything's perfect, right? This is a person who's new to you. You're new to them. So y'all are feeling each other out. I, I like to liken the flow of my relationship as mother um very much to the Cynthia Nini era of the friendship contract where it was like yeah we are getting to know each other and we may enter into a friendship contract I don't know yet. I don't know. But we're getting to know each other, right? Remember that? Remember that season of Real Housewives of Atlanta? Oh my God. The good old days. Hmm? Jinx. Jinx. We said it at the same time. Good old days, girl. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the people don't tell you that you don't really instantly fall in love. But what I will say is, um, you know, she's almost two and I am. I am just marveled. Like, I think it takes on a different meaning when you have been given the responsibility as parent, like to be an aunt or to, you know, whatever. Those were all great roles that I really um, was excited about, am excited about still. But to be a mom where I literally legit get to watch her discover new things and you don't have to be a mom for that but to watch it from this perspective has been really amazing blah 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 you guys don't care okay cool um so bitch where are we going where are we going to start should we start with like bad things first okay cool so we are in the middle of two wars now. We are in the middle of two wars. We have the unmitigated... Go- okay, we're pulling over to politics, right? Because, listen, I think first things first is um, the acknowledgement of the the situation happening over in uh, Israel with... Uh, Israel and Palestine kind of at odds. And I don't want to say Israel and Palestine because that would be um, that would be incorrect. What is currently happening is um, Hamas, which is a um, said to be an anti-Semitic uh Islamic they they've got their their heels in 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 Islam um these this militant group um went into uh Israel and they this all started with them and I don't know if this started with them or at least the recent started with with a festival that was taking place and um, them parachuting in and killing um, people and taking others as hostage. And and this has snowballed, but, um, you know, there has been a lot going on in the news regarding, I think it's really interesting how this whole thing has basically taken over our entire news cycle. Right. 
And I'm a girl who still watches the news. I don't get all my news from Shade Room. I actually like to watch the news. I like to read about the news. Um, you know, my dad still um, buys the New York Times and the Daily News. And, you know, I still, I will still read whenever I have a chance. And I'm at my parents' house all the time. So I... um read whenever possible just because that's just the way that I grew up and I I really can't understand how people move in the world without knowing what is happening in the world. And I think so oftentimes uh, people get so bogged down with thinking that the world is their immediate orbit, right? So all of the things that is happening in your world, your family, your friends, your relationships, your job, your this, your that, that you are so um, ignorant to what is happening in the world around you. Um, not only do I think that that is a disservice to anyone but I also think that like uh in today's world I just don't see how you could be comfortable being that way but anyways um President Biden got on our television screens last night um in a state of a, the union a very rare prime time presidential um, address to the United States in which he basically said, listen, not only are we still in Ukraine, but girls, here's another kicker for you. We're about to just now, just now, girls, we actually got in the game and we are also bucking up on them niggas over there in motherfucking Israel. So, Girls, get your get your wallets together. Basically, what President Biden got on television to do last night is if you've ever gotten gone to church and there's a little spiel that happens before they collect um, tithes and offerings. What President Biden did last night was he got on the pulpit and gave a little little spiel and basically said, now we love the blessings that jingle. But oh, do we love the ones that fold. Open up your wallets and make it happen because we are about to still be giving money to Ukraine. And guess what, girls? We are now on the playground with Israel. Mm, sad news, sad news, sad news. And why is that sad news? Because we still don't have a Speaker of the House and the government is due to shut down again in another couple of weeks unless we can come to an agreement on a spending bill. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah, that's still happening. That's still happening. That's like, that's not like, oh, shit is happening over in Israel. Maybe they'll just keep, you know, maybe they'll just keep uh, the government open for a little bit longer. No, girl. And another unfortunate bit of news. Damn, it's like, I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Er, skirt, skirt. Now, I didn't come here to just give you bad news. I didn't. I, I have, we have some kiki to do. But I just want to make sure that you're in the know. Because, girl, for, for, for the girls who maybe this week is not your pay week, 
you know so like you're just floating out there um they starting to collect back them student loans again bitch yeah they are did you put yours in default well baby if you didn't put yours in default bitch open up the vault because they are about to <laughs> they are about to have get your hands out my pocket yep they're about to start asking back for their money again Ugh, so many things so many things so little time yes okay so anyways all that's happening and more so let's get into some where do you guys want to start where do you want to start where do you want to begin so do you want to hit the reverse uno card on um let's just get into the girls and the relationships now i just want to open up this altar call for myself because stevie is about to be two and you know I'm going to say that I also am about to celebrate a two-year happy birth anniversary to me because um, that's how long it's been since, you know, <clears throat> I felt the warm embrace of a man, honey. <laughs> but, you know, I think, um, listen, I... I would love to tell you that I am a 90s kind of girl who is like, oh, I don't need anybody. I like companionship. I like it. It's It fits me. It's the right color. It's the right size. It's the right shade. It makes everything look smaller and everything look bigger. Yes. Yes for companionship. But um, I think what I've been finding is um you know i recently saw a clip on someone's page and it was a young lady basically saying like you know listen whatever i got my man's got i hold him down whatever whatever and all these guys were in the comments like yo she's rare bro she's rare and i'm thinking to myself like she's not rare what's rare is <clears throat> look at her she's not a baddie she wasn't like, quote unquote, a baddie. She was just a regular girl. She had her hair in one. She was just looking like she was having a little stroll by herself. And some guy stopped her on the street and asked a question and she answered. And listen, I think that what be getting a lot of the girls is because like here, this is where I want to pull over for this. Now. While I am not in relation with anyone right now, I am extremely happy and my life is very full. I'm not living a life where I feel like I am missing something or someone in order to be living. Like a lot of the girls, you know, say in jest like, oh, I'm getting my life from blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> life gotten. I'm good. It's Gucci over here. I think that anything, if if anything at this point what would be happening is that um, I would be adding to my life if I were to, at this point, be engaged in a relationship. But I think that, number one, there is a misnomer that people who want relationships are Debbie desperate, needy people. 
right? And I don't think that, I don't know if that's like a thing. I think it's okay to (coughs) want to be in relation with people. And I feel like nowadays we've put such a weird, like, we've put a weird jacket on that kind of behavior. We've made it so like, what to me, what has a lot of people in a chokehold is um, what they desire versus what's best for them, right? So the niggas are always surprised by the girl that shows up and it doesn't work out for them. Like, okay, no shade, because none of us truly know what happened in Jeannie Mai and Jeezy's relationship, but... From what we do know about them, we'll just call it out. They are um, of different races and different ethnicities. Um, They culturally seem to be different if if one can make that assumption um it is not to be assumed because she said it out of her own mouth that Jeannie has had a preference for white men and when people say stuff like that I don't immediately think um just the aesthetics I think it could be cultural maybe you have a cultural preference for white men and and it's funny because and everyone has hearkened back to that clip of Jeannie Mai saying like oh you know give me some dark me but you know I'm a white me kind of girl I like my dark me on the side you know and that was a controversial little sound bite but the fact of the matter is is that she ended up going against what she said that her natural preference was in having this relationship with Jeezy. Now, I wouldn't have put that on my bingo card, like, oh, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy. I ain't see that. But they have since, um, and ironically, because you don't see a lot of guys filing for divorce. So I thought it was interesting that Jeezy is the one that filed for divorce but prayers to all parties involved um i think people's chokehold is their preferences it's their preferences you be going up for certain things aesthetically and then you find out at 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 doesn't work for me but that's just that is just me uh so there's been actually a couple of different like things all over the place with the relationship front. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith just recently dropped a new memoir uh, this week and she's been doing her interviewing rounds, um, which has included an all out full scale I am for Tupac rally and, um, you know, the girls have been saying they're sick of it. People have been going up for Will Smith saying like, oh my God, she's so disrespectful to him. And Will himself has since released a couple of statements basically saying Jada is my girl. I'm a ride with her. Now there's been a couple of interesting facts that have come out since uh, Jada has been doing the press junket for this new memoir. Now, one of which is the fact that she said that her and Will have been separated since 2016, 
which then would make a lot of people's eyebrows go up because when he slapped Chris Rock, that was just the Oscars of, wasn't that just last year? That was just last year. He has been banned for the Oscars for 10 years. He cannot be nominated for 10 years because of what took place that night. And I think one of the most interesting things that happened from that night outside of the slap was the verbiage that went with it, which is Will saying, you know, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Now, in the memoir, we've also found out that Chris Rock tried to indeed, at some point in time, date Jada Pinkett. And I guess it didn't go over very well. Jada also admitted to the fact that she was, or not fact, but allegedly she was a drug dealer. And the girls are saying, really, Jada, really? Like, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You know what's funny? So many people are willing to put bullshit on their jacket for validation. And what I mean by that is so many people are willing and listen, listen, right? It's her story to tell. And I think a lot of us have just been saying like enough, enough, right? Like we don't want to know anymore. But I bet you she's going to be on the New York Times bestselling list. Now, not to be outdone. Britney Spears, there she is twirling in her drawers, talking about she about to drop a book too. Now in this book, she is alleging that she was at some point pregnant for Justin Timberlake. And I guess that they were both young and, you know, he didn't want a kid and she, I guess, didn't want one either. So she had the pregnancy terminated. Um, the book also goes on to discuss some details about her cheating on Justin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I know that there was some other things that was slated to be in the book. And I, I don't know if you recall a couple of months ago, um, there was talk about the book being written and about uh, Justin not wanting certain things to appear in the book. So that also leads me to believe or at least wonder if some of the stuff that Jada has in her book as even as it as it does not concern uh, Will, but even as it concerns Pac or as it concerns Chris Rock or anybody outside of just her. Because I mean, I guess my question is, when is your story no longer your story to tell? Right? Like, when is it? So, for instance, um, when I first started potting, it was probably 2015, 2016. And I worked in a really, um, for all intents and purposes, it was a black-ass office. And anyways, I'm potting and I end up telling this story. Um, I'm not going to retell the story, but I end up telling the story. I tell no names. I just tell of an incident. Right. And uh, someone that I knew at the time who was involved in the story. Again, I said never said any names. She got really, really upset about it. And to this day, she doesn't speak to me, which is fine. Like, what the fuck ever but like in my mind it was my story to tell and I thought it was weird because I never said names 
But in this case where it's like Jada is not only her story to tell, but she's also spilling names. Is that weird? Is it how how far is it? When is it no longer your story to tell? Is there ways that you can tell the story and leave people out of it or at least leave their names out of it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like you can talk about certain things as far as it being your personal story, whether it is something sexual or violent or um, fun, whatever the subject matter is. I think you can talk about it without actually revealing people's names and distinctions of of like place or, or time to really keep it anonymous. But um, I think that when you start to include names now, now these people now have to answer for, and maybe they don't, but it now puts them in, in the mill where maybe they didn't want to be. You know, there is definitely a dynamic there between Will and Jada that I think leaves a lot of people perplexed, right? And I think that one part of the dynamic is how much that we are let in. And I think one of the things that I've noticed with celebrities or um, famous people, people who are celebrated for being entertainers, if you will, um, one of the things that I notice with them is a lot of them have almost this love-hate relationship with the celebratory part of the fame, you know, and how fans react to them and how much fans want to know and um, how how entitled fans feel to certain information. Now, I think that there are some celebrities who really are celebrated for their craft and not for their personal business, right? So we always talk about, oh, social media this and social media that. So for instance, those who are familiar with uh, ex Dawson's Creek uh, actor, Joshua, I want to say his name, is his name Joshua James? He was, he wasn't Dawson. He was the other guy. And he goes out with, uh, he was married to Jody Turner Smith. Is his name Josh Smith? Is that his name? We're going to find out. But at any rate, um, uh, so Josh Jackson, I believe his name is. Yeah, Josh Jackson. Look at me knowing things. So Josh Jackson, former Dawson's Creek star who was married to, and they are now, um, we found out just recently that they're, uh, filing for divorce or at least Jody, Jody Turner Smith, black British actress who is a glamazon gorgeous if you don't know her please look her up jody turner smith uh jamaican born or jamaican ancestry big up yourself every time um actress her and joshua jackson are getting a divorce now joshua was josh was recently spotted with lupita nyongo can you say he has a type immediately when i when i saw that i was like ooh, wait a minute um but lupita then released a statement saying that you know in a world where there is so much going on you know the rumor mill started going crazy saying like ooh, josh and lupita what's going on and 
Lupita addressed and also did not address the rumor by basically releasing in a little iOS press release on her Instagram, basically saying like, y'all niggas are really bugging if y'all think that this is a story. Um, people are dying. Get into it. Okay, respect that. Respect, respect. But the fact still remains is that a lot of celebrities seem to have an adversarial relationship with the with the part of being celebrated versus um you know what the, the spoils that they get from it versus the yin to the yang which is you know entitled fans. Now, I think that you can be a celebrity without putting in too much, without giving us too much sauce. You know what I mean? I think sometimes, you know, the once you start letting the fans into certain things, it's a wrap. Like once they see the picture of you and the significant other, now you they're in they're invested. They want to know. They're going to be looking. Oh, y'all unfollowed each other. Oh, he over here liking these pictures. Oh, shit. Who was that? That's just how it goes. That is just how it goes. And I don't think that that's a celebrity culture thing. I think that there is legit a seat at the table for everybody where where that kind of behavior is concerned. There's a lot of people who um, live their life via social media and then wonder like oh I got ops I got this everybody's every every too many too many of the girls and some of you niggas are a little bit too old to be acting like that if we're gonna tell the truth and shame the devil like some of you some of you girls are still trying to put on in your older ages um for these instagrams and for these social medias and for what because the more that you put on the more you have to put on and that's whether you are a celebrity or not my personal opinion um, so it was just also recently announced that Haley Bailey and her boyfriend, um, DDG are allegedly expecting a child and they are also, um, allegedly married. So don't know how much of that is true. We have seen Haley Bailey, Haley Bailey, and I believe that she did she confirm it because there's been mixed reports regarding a uh, British magazine interview that she did where she it was being alleged that she confirmed the pregnancy and also uh, confirmed her marriage to rapper DDG. Now, Haley Bailey, is she even 25? She might be 23, 24, maybe. And DDG is 26. Congratulations to them. Um, I think a lot of people were concerned, concerned a little bit because uh, uh, just some comments that DDG has made in the past, um, specifically when Haley was... Um, about to uh, launch in the new Little Mermaid feature film. And he had some freestyle or some rap that came out where he basically said that he didn't like the fact that she was kissing a guy, which she was doing it for the movie. And 
he voiced some unhappiness with her meteoric rise and the attention that she had been getting and would be getting and how it made him feel uncomfortable and he also said some dumb shit about like uh there was a lot of race talk going on at the time of the release of the film uh with Haley being a young black girl and the people were making comparisons to the little mermaid cartoon citing that 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 cartoon's sketched complexion is that of a white woman well anyways uh ddg made a comment that like he thought that racism was over some dumb shit anyways a lot of you girls just didn't seem to be happy with with the fact that Hallie had chosen this young man nonetheless congratulations to them okay i'm trying to think what else so do we even want to get into uh music let's get into music all right so to me i think the only album that seems to have have that seems to be holding on to any kind of staying power because think about about all the albums that have come down this year Janelle Monet, Victoria Monet. Um uh there's just Gunna, um Drake. Uh Wale was due to to release an album today. It does not seem as though he did. City Girls did release an album today. Horrible. Sorry horrible there's literally a song on the album where the intro is like wigs 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 i got mad wigs wigs what yes if you don't believe me you can look it up yourself now one hit on the album is a feature that the girls have with uh pop icon kim petras check that out i believe the single is called flashy other than that, I give the album a 3 out of 10. Uh, Drake recently released an album for the Dog Stem. That album, maybe a, a 6 out of 10, I would give it. Maybe. Um, uh, now, Joe Button and Drake recently exchanged some energies between each other um because of joe's album review on drake which if we're gonna be honest i believe that here's what i think i think both men were being absolutely honest about each other yes i think they i love joe I love Joe. Now, something about Drake's response made me feel like this was more personal than just music. This, now, one thing I will say is, I think that those two have the very similar taste in women. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, at any rate, so... I just don't feel like there's been a lot of albums with staying power this year. I feel like what there has been a lot of is just people trying to catch a lick, trying to hit a lick, trying by any 
means necessary. How can we hit a lick? And I don't, I just, I'm not feeling it out there. I'm not feeling it out there. Like, it just, it just, it's not giving, girls. It's just not giving. Um, And speaking of music, so how many of you are sexy red fans? Well, the new rapstress just recently announced that she is with child after saying that she could no longer hold her stomach and she got tired of it. Now, I'm a little confused because what I do know of Miss Sexy Red, her, her, her child's father is in jail. So I don't know how. And she just recently had like a little sex tape leak, right? Um, wow. Wow. She's had an eventful couple of weeks. I think she also just recently um, voiced her love and gratitude for Donald Trump. And that's where she lost me. That's where she lost me. So, Skino, no, 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 girl. That's where you lost me. Yeah, she was saying like, oh, Trump is for the hood. Like, I came up off of Trump. You did not. Um, She was just saying a lot of indignant stuff that made me sad. It made me sad because like, okay, girl, I get it. But for real, Sam... Sam Sexy Red, that that one hurts my heart. You know whose album I did like too? Offset. I thought Offset had a couple of good tracks. I would probably give Offset's album like a 6.57 out of 10. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. You know? I mean, I'm still in my high register because, eh, nah. But it was good. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. Uh, so have you guys been watching this season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians at all? I got to tell you, as a longtime fan of theirs, this is probably one of the most boring seasons that I've ever, ever watched. Everything about them just boring, boring. Boring, 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 absolutely boring. You're not going to get the Kardashians anymore where Kim is like coming in and about to slap Chloe across the head with a big ass bag. Like You're not going to get that anymore. I don't even know if you will get, I mean, because they tried to have that little contrived fight between. Now, I do believe that the beef between Kim and Courtney is real. Now, for any of you that have siblings, this is where you can pull over your cars real quick because let's get into it. Let's talk some truths here. You know, listen, having a sibling does not necessarily mean, I think everybody thinks that they're, everybody, I think the sibling relationship is one that is oftentimes romanticized. And by that, I mean, like, you see these siblings on screen and they're like best friends and they look out for each other. And sometimes that's just not that's not what it gives. 
That's not what it gives, you know? I know a lot more people who are only lukewarm with their siblings. (laughs) And that's just because, you know, family, blood. But outside of that, they don't really fuck with them. They don't. They don't. And I think that, you know, it's that's one of the dynamics of, like, family, right? Because uh, I think... For me, at least, in my older age, what I do come to understand about that family dynamic now is there's something to be said about having to, you have to occupy a space with this person and you and them do not get along. And how do you kind of maneuver through that? And um, because everybody seems to believe, or at least, the jacket that we put on the sibling relationship is that y'all have to get along. Y'all have to look out for each other. It has to work. And that's a relationship that has to work. But does it? I don't know. 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 Well, on this season's episode of the Kardashians, you see that there is further tension between Kim and Courtney as uh, Courtney basically lays Kim out at the beginning of the season verbally by telling her like you basically you are a fame hungry, um, jealous person and I hate you, which is It's like you're watching it and it's like, oh, damn. But it's not really a oh, damn. It happens to everybody. Stars, they're just like us. But yes, it does happen. What do you do when you don't get along with your sibling? And I feel like that's that's the miss of the Kardashians this season. And yes, they're only on episode four. I think they're heading to episode five next week. But I don't see where there is a development of the story where how do they work through this? They don't show them working through this. They show Kim kind of being a mom, a single mom, and how she's navigating through that. And they don't show Courtney, but except for the first episode. Now, we'll say this being a long-running Kardashian watcher in the very beginning stages of the show I think part of the argument that used to be out there at least watching the show was that Courtney and and Courtney felt like she was giving a lot to the show like they got to be a part of her getting with Scott And then the ultimate demise of her and Scott and her and Scott through that having three kids and going from L.A. to Miami to the Hamptons and back to L.A. and just how they navigated the relationship. And even at the end of it, what that looked like, having this person for all intents and purposes, he's now a part of your family because you have kids with him, but you guys are no longer together. And not only has your family watched him um, kind of uh, become a part of the family, but fans have watched him as well. And so I don't begrudge her for being a little bit more um, holding this current relationship that she has with Travis more 
like holding it with some sanctity um, and not wanting to be too revealing in in that stance. But what I will say is um, the girls were definitely talking, <clears throat> excuse me, at some point in in this relationship with uh, with Courtney and Travis, because a couple of years ago, Travis wrote a book where he described being in love with Courtney's sister, Kim. Now, every <clears throat> ever since uh, Courtney and Travis have gotten together, this story kind of resurfaces um, every season to add a little bit of uh, fairy dust to their, um, and I say in quotes, reality show. But, um, but yes, uh, very interesting. And I don't, I will say this, I, um, you know, my sister, I'm the youngest and my sister and I, we pretty much, I mean, yeah, you, you have your little arguments here and there, but we've pretty much always gotten along and my respect, my respect level for her is, um, probably that of you would show like a parent, you know, we all, if you have multiple siblings, the older one can sometimes kind of be more so like a parent than than a sibling, especially if you are of a certain age and the older one was watching and you know cooking and taking care of. So a lot of that was um, was happening for me. So that relationship with with me and my sister is one thing. But I think my brother and I who. Um, he and my sister are actually closer in age, but he and I, um, you know, a lot of my formative teenage and pre-teenage years were spent where it was just he and I um, in the house and he was older than me. But um, there are times where I feel like, uh, you know, we don't really vibe. We don't really vibe. Right now, we don't really vibe right now, and it's not like there is a specific tension or anything. It's just I just I don't know. We just don't vibe right now, <laughs> and I think that that's the dynamic that you have when there's multiple people in one family. Um. All right, so last but not least of the stories, because girl, I I wasn't going to, but I'm going to. Um, so <sighs> Trey songs. Trey Songs, and I know that that's a name that you guys probably haven't heard of in a long time. Um, it's so funny because uh, there's been a lot of talks lately about R&B Mount Rushmore. So R&B Mount Rushmore, what that looks like. I would never put Trey Songs on, on an R&B Mount Rushmore because um, it sounds a little Billy Goaty, but um, he's fine. You know, he's a cutie. But the girls have really put some really nasty stuff on his jacket. And it turns out that uh, Trey has a lawsuit pending against him right now regarding 
the some I believe some sexual assault allegations and of the such uh listen this has been Trey Songs has been dealing with um this kind of uh this kind of stuff on his on his name for quite some time and uh yeah, okay, so let me just read to you uh, the story that came out via TMC. Now, Trey Song's attorney tells TMZ that um, this is an old story, but let me get into the story first. Now, Trey Song's is being sued by two women who claim they passed out at his house party only to wake up to have him forcing himself onto them in a non-consensual way now according to the new lawsuit attained by tmz the women um accused trey of sexual assault and battery for a 2015 incident that happened in his los angeles home now in the docs the women say they first met trey in june of 2015 when they went to his concert and they got invited to an after party see like i told you niggas you your your choices be choke holding you they say that a subsequent interactions led to them being invited to his home that august for his birthday party and then the women claim they took an uber to his home and they were forced to give a password and turn over their phones to gain admittance once inside they say that it was a mostly woman party and that the ladies were pressured to drink alcohol from unsealed bottles in the suit women say they suddenly felt overwhelmingly intoxicated despite drinking what they felt was modest amounts of alcohol now they claimed that they sat down on a couch by the pool and that's when trey swooped in and led them to an upstairs bedroom where they passed out with their clothes on the next morning the women say they woke up naked with trey forcing himself on them one of the women claim that trey was giving her non-consensual oral sex oh my and she says that she tried to resist but he over powered her the other woman claims that she woke up to trey biting her nipple and forcing his fingers inside her vagina okay so it just goes on a little bit more and more i mean i figure if i've read that much maybe i should just keep going but i won't um now his attorneys say that this is um yet another example of a nearly decade-old allegation being repurposed to take advantage of california's constitutionally questionable new look back window which they are allowing victims to have a longer window to press charges for assault um trey songs has had this on his jacket for a long time and unfortunately you know and i guess that this could open up so many conversations because how long is too long? Like, how long can you be without an incident of things that people put on you? How long is long enough without incident to say, you know what, that was in his past? Or that was in her past? Like, what happens when you can't shake 
the reputation. You know, and I think that that's why it's so important for people to be conscious, 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 I could speak today, for people to be conscious in decisions that they're making, even that in the most mundane. Because unfortunately, some of the stuff you cannot shake off. I recently um, had a, and, and let me say this, that is not only for your, um, that's not only for your perceived character that is also for like you know or that's not only just for what you put out there that's also for your perception as well so if people are perceiving you a particular way it's your job to shake that it's your job to get that off your jacket that's not anybody else's job you have to do the bid do the time where you are not being associated and or maligned by the same things that you're running from so unfortunately, even though this was an incident that happened 10 years ago, because Trey Songs has so much of these same repeated allegations on him, it's hard to not see him. And, and but you know what? I will say that and I will also say in the same breath that I see that happening to Chris Brown in a juxtaposing kind of way where, you know, every couple of months you'll see someone say like, oh man, Chris Brown, you know, he got violent with me. He got violent with me. He got violent with me, right? And a lot of times it's like, man, it's not even, it's a non-story. It's a non-story because it's not true. Either it's not true or he's able to get it wiped out. But I I guess that's my question. How long, how long is too, like, how long is long enough to say, like, you know what, this person, he used to beat women. But it's been six years since that's happened. And I would not call him a woman beater anymore. Is that enough time? You know, he's a cheater, but it's been 10 years since he's cheated. So do, do you still call him a cheater? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's my thought process when it comes to trade songs and these ever so often um, stories of sexual assault that come up about him. Now, remember that in the past, she never accused him of sexual assault, but I do know that um, it's been a couple of different celebrity r- women. I believe B.B. Rexa um, and and Kiki Palmer all accused Trey of some funny style, funny style behavior. Yeah, look it up. B.B. Rexa said that Trey songs got a little funny frisky with her. Yes, girl. Well, prayers to all parties involved, and I hope that um, this isn't something that could ruin his life. And if he did do it, then may they ruin his life. All right, let's take a break and come right back. And we are back to set the table. Now, it's been a while, so why don't we do something gentle? A couple weeks ago, I posted something on my Facebook and I said, wow, feels really great to be rich. And in today's society, I think that there's a lot of discussion about what makes someone rich or wealthy. And there are millions of ways for one to derive at their worth. 
one of which is what you do for a living. Now, if that is how you define your worth and your value, then what happens when that no longer serves you, whether it's because you are laid off or you're fired or you retire or you're just not interested anymore? So I guess really one of the 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 things that I've been exploring is why the things we get paid to do may not necessarily (laughs) may not define whether or not we're living a worthy life. Now, what makes a life worth living? I guess it depends on who you talk to. For me, a life worth living is a life that there is no manufactured drama, a life where I can be rooted in the spirituality that sustains me and the spiritual relationship that I have with God that sustains me, and one that I could also be directly aligned with people who I value, my family, my friends, my daughter, all of that stuff brings me a sense of peace and joy and contentment that I rarely find when I am working. Now, for a lot of us, it's been about uh, finding that side hustle, that side thing that brings you not only financial fulfillment, but also spiritual fulfillment. And one of the things that I'm coming to realize is All of those things that you're searching for will never come from outside. They'll never be a job or a relationship or a hobby or um, a second second, uh, come up for you that's going to be so fulfilling that it feels as though it is grounding you. Now, what I will acquiesce to is the fact that a lot of times if we are intentionally aligned with what... God wants for us or whatever you want to call it, but what the universe wants for you, for me in my case, what God wants for me, if I'm directly aligned and moving in that purpose, I can find spiritual fulfillment in almost anything, including my work, including my hobbies, including what I'm doing now, just podcasting. I think we're all searching for a life that makes us feel like we are on a wave, just coasting. And you know when you're aligned in alignment because that's what it feels like. Like you're just coasting. So if you are looking to live a life worthy, maybe you shouldn't be looking in the things that are outside of you. The job, the relationship, the money, the things. The only thing that can give you that kind of fulfillment, a life worth living, is true joy and contentment that comes from the inside. Now, I will tell you that many people will tell you these great things like you have to find the joy within, but very rarely do you hear someone giving you the roadmap on how to get there. Well, if you want help with that, you're just going to have to come back and tune in for more episodes or maybe even just go back in the archives and listen to a little bit of a seat at the table podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for giving me a little bit of your time this week. Hopefully we'll be able to catch up with each other soon. I love you. Peace.